0: Hello. This is Robert Rickover. I'm an Alexander Technique teacher in Omaha, Nebraska. My guest is Imogen Ragone, an Alexander Technique teacher in Wilmington, Delaware, where we mo- both teach primarily online. And we're this will be the initial podcast in a series of taking a specific usually very short Alexander Technique quote uh, and breaking it down a little bit and, sh- and seeing what are some, some of its implications. I'll turn it over okay. to you,
1: Imogen. Okay, yeah, great. Thank you. Um, so why don't you reveal to us, Robert, what the first quote we're going to be looking at is, so
0: yeah i've i mean these quotes will all be mostly be from FM alexander himself and first generation teachers although i certainly wouldn't rule out quotes from today's teachers if it's if if it meets the high standards that we're talking <laughs> about here uh the first quote is from a, a lady named margaret goldie who many many uh alexander teachers have probably heard a little bit about, but don't know a lot about, she trained with Alexander well before the first training course. So she was trained uh, kind of on an apprenticeship model, I guess you could say, with Alexander. And she was someone who was very close to him. Uh, they, and she continued teaching for many years in London after he died. I, I, I meant to look it up. Alexander died in 1955, and she was teaching, I'm sure, into the no, into the 80s and I think into the 90s even. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But for many, many years. And she was not part of the club. She did not have a training course, and she was quite critical of some of the training courses that were out there. And her basic... I think her basic beef with the other teachers is they weren't teaching inhibition the way she thought they should. Mm. I think that's a fair assessment. And the so, yeah, yeah, I, the, quote, it, the quote, and the quote, the <laughs> quote itself. <laughs> the quote itself. Here it is: if um, if I ask you not to do something, there's no way that you can do it right. Now, I've seen a number of reactions to that quote. And one of them is, oh my God, it's just another old Alexander teacher dissing her students and and judging.
1: And we don't
0: need that. It's like a cranky old lady saying something that's, well, you can't you can never do it right what kind of loser are you right <laughs> um but i believe that that totally misses the point of the quote
1: i very just, much so just it's a bit of a mind twister it
0: is very, if i ask
1: you not to do something there's no way you can do it right what i hear mm-hmm. is that she's that's good because you don't want people trying to do something right because Uh that's am i on the same sort of lines
0: so (laughs) i I gotta say oh i'm I'm at the
1: first level of understanding (laughs) yeah
0: so i want to say that this quote has been circulating in my brain for the last year or so and I keep coming back to it and I keep thinking, well, there's a whole nother nuance here, but your first take on it, mm-hmm. you can't do it right, implies also we can't really do it wrong, no judgment. You don't have to worry about being right. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Right. That's yeah, that was my very first take on it. And um, I thought that's a very liberating quote. You don't have to worry about being right. But, but I think, I'm not sure that is exactly the, she might've had that message in mind. I think on further reflection, she was trying to make the point, if you, if I ask you not to do something, then if you do something, even a little bit, you're not doing it right. No doing. Ah, right. Because now, if- it didn't. <laughs> May not have been in her mind, but she was very big on non-doing. I mean, that was Mm -hmm. like a huge theme theme on her part. But so it's one way of saying really what you, if you want to self-direct in a useful way, it's got to be just a a thought. And if you start sticking some doing in there, and we've talked about this several times, Mm -hmm. that... That's gonna that's gonna take away a me, most maybe or a good part of the power of that direction. It may take it all away. That she's just saying no doing period. So that's maybe I would put that as like the second <laughs> level of my understanding. Uh oh, but How there's many more. There's more. So, I'm, you know, thinking about it some more, it raises the quote itself raises a question, which is why would an Alexander teacher say to a student, why would an Alexander teacher ever ask a student not to do something? And what is it that they might ask the te- student not to do? Any thoughts on that? you're an alexander teacher
1: (laughs) i wouldn't to me it relates to what you were saying before i'd ask not to not to do the direction the thinking just Uh see if they can leave it alone and it'd simply be a thought of course it's not that is that what well you're getting at something more differently
0: (laughs) i have a sort of a different train of thought because i'm thinking well well, in my teaching I don't know that I've ever said to a student, don't do that. I don't think I've ever said. No,
1: and yet you've been a great proponent of what you call negative Negative directions. directions,
0: Inhibitory directions. Which is, I'm not Not. doing,
1: uh, and this
0: in the same
1: realm i don't know (laughs)
0: well so i think it's there's like two different things there's what a teacher might say to a student and what a student might think to him or herself because i don't really i i don't remember ever hearing a teacher say to me don't do that and I don't know, can you think of any time you said to a student, don't do what you're doing?
1: It's possible, I suppose. I can't think of an issue. You can't, yeah. It, it, um, it just
0: isn't, I don't think that's part of most Alexander teaching by anybody, really. And I think that she's saying that. She's saying, well, if I tell you not to do something, da, da, da. I think she's saying, let's just go outside of the realm of Alexander teaching. Like, this is not something, I would never tell you not to do something. But if I did tell you not to do something, there's no way you could do it well or right. And it, there's some, impli- I know, it's mind-boggling. There are some implications that, but I think, I think, to me, the next step is, but you might want to be saying something to yourself or thinking something to yourself. And if it's a non-doing direction, like I'm not tensing my neck, or I'm not compressing my body, or even a a freedom direction, I'm free, or even uh, some of those classical directions, I'm letting my neck be free, whatever. Which I think have some drawbacks, but even those, um, if you try to actually implement those directions, you're gonna—it's not going to work. For the right. kind of we've talked about, you know, front part of the brain delivers the message, but the rest of the body implements, it. and the, the the part that comes up with the message is pretty incapable of doing. The kind of micromanaging that would be required to actually implement those directions. The so it could be that that's what she's getting at. You know, that's a possibility. Um, and I had is some there other... another
1: level, or are we at the
0: pinnacle of your understanding sure so far? Well, <laughs> I, I actually don't know what. what um, you don't know what level it is. I don't know what level it is because every time I think about this for a while, a new version kind of comes into my mind about what what she was actually getting at or what she's trying what she's saying here. Um, but they're all things that are actually pretty important uh, if you're if you believe that Alexander technique inhibition is a good thing which i certainly do and i think most teachers do right even if they don't exactly know how to do it but um yeah so, so
1: i'm just thinking about this <laughs> you're making my brain hurt. i know it believe me i've had
0: the same experience i mean um, i some of these i've mulled around especially when i'm going to sleep at night i'll think about a and all of these possibilities kind of go into, come into my mind. And, and that is exactly what we were talking about in our previous conversation, that these, these quotes from master teachers and people who really been around the technique for a long time and thought deeply about it contain a lot of stuff that's not kind of r- r- readily apparent with the first read that's so. so you have any yeah. more thoughts well on this I, particular I, think I'm quote? Going,
1: I think i'm going more literal as I'm, as I'm trying to wrap my head around it yeah because if i asked you not to cross your legs mm-hmm. you can uncross your legs
0: mm-hmm yep
1: and it seems like you maybe
0: have done it, right? <laughs> well, know. well, let's take, yeah, there's that. And then let's take the way Patrick McDonald taught and students of his, I mm-hmm. believe, still teach uh, quite a bit. And so he was a, a first generation teacher, same generation as Margaret Goldie, really. And he would often say that he'd have you standing in front of a chair, for example. And he said, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you in the chair. I'm gonna guide you into the chair, or something like that." Mm-hmm. And your job is to say no, right? No. Yeah.
1: Now, um, yeah, you could say no and literally be stiff as a board stop and him. stop him yeah. being
0: able to move you. And he wanted but- to get across the idea that uh, you're saying no you're saying no to doing anything about it he's just going to do this thing and you're not you're not stopping him you're not helping him you're just letting him guide you into the chair which gives your whole body as an experience that it probably couldn't easily get any other way at that mm-hmm. point in your in your learning so there's an example where he wants you just to to think, not going, I'm not going I'm not to, sitting. I'm down. not gonna sit, but yeah. he doesn't want you to do I'm not gonna anything help anything beyond the thought. Mm-hmm. And he, he was pretty quick to notice when you went beyond the. I mean, he yeah. was very skilled at that process, mm. and he would he would stop you in your tracks if if he he felt that you were actually trying to do something about that thought so that that would be i think an example of the of i think probably margaret goldie i don't i don't know what her relationship with mcdonald was but she probably would have seen oh that's that's a clever little Technique he's using to get across this idea of non-doing. I don't think it's the way she taught, particularly, Mm -hmm. from what I know. But so there's that, Uh, and I have no doubt that listeners to this, viewers of this, could come up with some completely different ideas, interpretations. Yes. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, I
1: think just from our conversation i think the idea of non-doing is wrapped up in this quote
0: <laughs> very much wrapped up yeah. In it. yeah yeah um so that's that's uh, is that all you've got that's all i got for now uh, but very if anyone anyone uh has some ideas email us let us know because um is there is there is there it, this could be a quote that might have several conversations who knows this this quote is a particularly good example i think of the power of these short pithy alexander technique quotes that we were talking about in the previous conversation and we're going to do more we got lots of them from fm from walter from mcdonald from marge barstow Mar- margaret uh, marge barlow we have them we got them all so and i'll put a all link right. to uh, put a link to a place where you can find hundreds of them and you can download them and use them any way you want
1: right all right thank you thank yeah. you so
0: much for doing this my guest has been imogen we Alexander Technique teacher in Wilmington, Delaware, home of our president. Indeed. Indeed. All right.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.